And then the cup of iniquity becomes full. That's the second part of why all this happens. It says that the woman riding the beast, who's the false religious system, her cup is full, full of the blood. God said to Abraham in Genesis chapter 15, he said, your seed is going to go to a land for 400 years or four generations, but then I'm going to bring them out and I'm going to judge those pagan nations in the promised land because the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. The reason God hasn't judged America yet is he's still got a remnant that knows how to intercede. No, I'm serious. And right when that cup gets full, we start, oh God, forgive us, God save us, God repent. And we're the one, come on, I'm gonna preach this right here. We're the one repenting for the nation. And the reason we've not had an earthquake take out the whole West Coast, the new Madrid Finland hadn't taken out seven states, the reason that we haven't had tsunamis yet is there's enough people who know their God, who are in covenant with God, that are left that know how to intercede on behalf of a nation. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we're looking at our prophet's portion and our gospel portion for this week. The prophet's portion happens to be a song of deliverance written by King David, and it comes out of 2 Samuel chapter 22. So we're going to be looking at that. Uh, and then we're going to read John chapter 20 as our gospel portion for today. The portion only calls for us to go through verse 14, but that just seems silly to me. We're going to read the whole thing. It's only 31 verses. Uh, but as you might imagine, it deals uh, with the first day of the week when Mary Magdalene comes early in the morning unto the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away, rolled away. And so... That's uh, what we're going to be reading and looking at today. There is a couple of headlines that we're going to dig into. And uh, i got to be honest with you, there's so much madness going on again, kind of like it was back in 2014, 2015, where there's so much end times related stuff happening that it's hard to decide what you want to talk about. Um, that's how it was in 2014, 2015, when I, when I, the first couple of years I was doing this podcast, it was like every day we could look at things that were pointing to the times, you know, uh, and then those kind of things, you know, didn't really go away, but just kind of died down a little bit and now they're just full blown again. And so two main articles that I want to get into, one of them's called and uh, they're from the, the end of the American dream dot com. Uh, the one is called, is there a reason why demonic possession seems to be getting a lot more common in our society? And so we'll read that article together. Um, and then the other one, the other one, which I think is a huge thing that you're going to see pushed uh, here over the next few months is this whole government agencies are about to disclose what they know about UFOs. And I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but they are pushing hard on the propaganda when it comes to uh, space and aliens and UFOs and 
and that stuff. And uh, so they're building up for some kind of massive deception where this is concerned. They've been doing that for a long, long time. And it, I've noticed just a massive push on that front. And like I said, there's all kinds of areas that we could go into, uh, but we only have so much time. And so these are the two articles we're going to read today. Um, but before I read the demon possession one, uh, something that really disturbed me was this little Nas X Satan shoes uh, stir new political controversy. And by the way, I would highly advise you don't go on YouTube and watch his video. Um, it's incredibly perverse, incredibly uh, appalling and disturbing. Um, deeply, deeply disturbing. And uh, I've only saw some snippets of it, and uh, it was bothersome. You know, the kind of stuff that uh, you're, like, trying to get out of your mind. Um, so be careful with that kind of stuff. I uh, wouldn't advise watching it. Uh, it's amazing uh, what these um, musicians, the videos that are now on YouTube that children access, it's so far beyond perversity and disgustingness that... And just like the music awards. And I just can't believe the things that are available on things like YouTube where children can watch. But me talking about these things and having an opinion about these things can get flagged, can get demonetized, can get removed. Because what I'm saying is, is dangerous. But you can literally have two women on stage simulating uh, sex on stage, that's okay. Uh, you can have these demon-possessed, just awful, grotesque things, and that's okay. But if you talk about Jesus, you're a threat to the whole world. It's it's amazing. Anyway, uh, he this rapper, Lil Nas, uh, has released an unofficial pair of custom Satan shoes that feature a drop of human blood. Um... He collaborated with a New York streetwear company to create and sell 666 Satan shoes made from Nike Air Max 97s. But Nike denied being involved in the shoes development, saying we do not have a relationship with. So in other words, and I saw that Nike's actually suing. Uh, so that's at least good because I was about to just, you know, Nike's got enough issues as it is with morality. Uh, but I'm glad to see that they're, they've at least pushed back against this. But anyway, they, he created these shoes. They're being sold at $1,000 a piece. There was 666 of them made, apparently, com, com, uh, accord, according to some of the things that I've seen. And the world's so disgusting that, uh, from what I understand, what I've been able to find, they've actually sold out. And so... It, it, it was just disturbing, and, and the videos and things were just disturbing. It's disturbing that this is where we are, where Satan worship is just so celebrated now. It's, it's unbelievable. Who would have thought in the United States of America that, that Satan worship would be the trend? It's, and this is what's being pushed on our children. It's deeply, deeply disturbing which then is no surprise at our headline our next headline which is is there a reason 
why demonic possession seems to be getting a lot more common in our society. I haven't read this whole article yet, but I'm going to read through it. Here's what it says. He says, in this article, I'm going to share some things with you that defy rational explanation. As our society has become increasingly obsessed with the occult, and I just read to you in a perfect example of that, our society has become increasingly obsessed with the occult. Experts that deal with cases of demonic possession report that they have seen huge surges in demand in recent years. Many of those that reach out for help are absolutely desperate because of the torment caused by the demons is almost unbearable. Now, before you think, well, that's, you know, demon possession, that's nonsense. Don't forget about all the stories in the New Testament. I mean, think about the man who was tortured and they had to bind him up and he, when he walked in the tombs and he had a legion of demons in him and was set free. Um, but he was hurting himself. You think about the guy who came to Jesus and said, help my son, you know, basically needed a demon cast out of him. He kept throwing himself in the fire. Uh, the, I believe it's what Mary Magdalene had, what, seven demons in her. I mean, this is real stuff. And you open yourself up to this when you start participating in demonic things. Anyway, he says, many of those that reach out for help are absolutely desperate because of the oft, because often the torment caused by demons is unbearable. Unfortunately, the movies, the television shows, the books, the video games that draw so many of our young people to the world of the occult just keep getting darker and darker and more realistic. So it is quite likely that the surge in demonic activity in our society will only continue to escalate. Of course, a lot of people out there never spend too much time thinking about such things because they cannot see into that realm. But once in a while, all of us have the opportunity to get a glimpse into what is happening on the other side. For example, a grandmother named Tori McKenzie recently set up a motion-activated camera to try to determine what was causing her two-year-old granddaughter so much distress during the night. Turns out that the camera did capture an image of what her two-year-old granddaughter was seeing, and when she saw it, saw what it was, Tori McKenzie completely freaked out. And I'm trying to see what it saw here as I'm looking through the article. She had the 41-year-old checked her camera app, labored to find a bone-chilling image of a figure standing inches away from the sleeping toddler and her seven-month-old brother. You can see a photo of it, and he's got links here. By the way, all this is found, this article is found at uh, the end of theamericandream.com. Uh, anyway, so it looks like he's just going through and listing some examples. We're not going to read through all these. But we can see it. I mean, we see it all the time. And the way people act, they have no self-control. Uh, the, the just wicked desire for the occult has definitely ramped up. And I just give you some examples of that with what we're seeing with the music industry is just overwhelmingly disturbing and demonic. I want to go to this next article. This is something I just keep seeing pushed on the headlines over and over and over and over. There's no doubt that there's a huge ramp up on this and, a, and, a, and there's a massive deception coming with this, in my opinion. Uh, uh, it could be one of those types of deceptions that's so great that even the elect might be deceived, if that were possible, as the scriptures say. So as government agencies are about to disclose what they know about UFOs. Same website. Here's what it says. It says, decades, it says, do you believe in UFOs? 
decades ago, if you answered yes to such a question, many would have considered you to be a nut job. But at this point, UFOs are not a conspiracy theory any longer. In fact, the U.S. government is admitting that they exist. In just a few weeks, we may learn a whole lot more about what the U.S. government really knows about this phenomenon. When President Trump signed a $2.3 trillion COVID relief bill last December, it contained a provision which requires all U.S. intelligence agencies to submit an unclassified report to Congress that reveals all they know about UFOs. Um, let's continue on. So right now they're still waiting on this report to come out. Um, and the, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because what I kept seeing on like Drudge Report and all these places, I go to these sites just to see what they're pushing. I don't actually trust these things. Uh, but it was just nonstop UFO after UFO, UFO after UFO. The, this pilot saw this, that pilot saw this. The Pentagon says they're going to release the information. The government says they're going to release the information. Um, and then there was a video released by the U.S. Navy. And there's all kinds of videos and, and uh, uh, news talking about how these crafts are doing impossible maneuvers and all this stuff. The thing is, is that it is definitely a deception. Um... I really, you know, I still stand by what I've said for years, which is that I think that one of the biggest th signs of the end is going to be ma genetic manipulation. And we're seeing that over and over and over again. And I would not be surprised if they roll out some creature. I know this sounds bizarre. I know this sounds like Twilight Zone science fiction, but it's just not. Look at the things that they're doing. And I wouldn't be surprised if they roll out some creature or if if even the anti-christ himself is genetically different um just to give you some historical points of reference you know you've seen the elongated giant skulls right they, if you haven't saw the videos of this and images of this and how and and stuff about a Peru and all that, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the eye sockets are clearly different. The skulls are clearly different. You'll notice sometimes with some like ancient wall paintings and things that you'll see and drawings of like ancient Egypt that you'll see Pharaoh and Pharaoh is like gigantic compared to the 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 other people in the drawing, and he has a really long skull. There was also things going on and that's been on going on in other cultures where the parents would put these boards on their baby's heads, right? And kind of bind their head to kind of push their head to grow in an elongated manner. And the reason they were doing that is because they were trying to get their children to look and mimic the God man, right? The king, Pharaoh or whatever, depending on which civilization we're talking about. So I wouldn't be surprised if here, if, if in the future people start taking genetic modification on purpose intentionally because they're trying to be like the God man, the king. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I think they're going to roll out. And these are the kind of things that we talked about on this show, uh, back in 2014, 15 and 16. 
years and years ago, we were constantly talking about genetic modification, talking about giants, talking about the old world history and the lost history, because I really believe that that's going to be stuff we see in the end. Um, there's reason even to believe that Nimrod might have been a little different um, based on some of the things that the scriptures say about him. So anyway, I bring all that up just to say, keep an eye on this. Do not be surprised to see a deception that has to do with UFOs and aliens uh, in, a, in the coming to a city near you. I really do believe that that's going to happen. All you have to do is look at what they're pushing. Look at what they're pushing with the news articles, with the media, and with Hollywood and music. And you know where they're going. They want a completely degenerate, perverse culture. The godless culture. And so they push the perversity. They push the alien deception. Uh, and eventually they're going to roll something out and say, See, there is no god. Look, here's the alien set that seeded you on the earth. Do not be surprised by this. Do not be surprised. Now, let's move into our prophet's portion for this week, which is a song of deliverance by King David. And it comes out of 2 Samuel, verse 22. Just a reminder, I don't pick these randomly or anything. There's an actual schedule that's been followed in synagogues for thousands of years. And so that's where that schedule comes from. It's called the Haftarah. Uh, you can read about that on the website. Let's look at today's scriptures. We're going to read 2 Samuel chapter 22 and John chapter 20. Here's what it says. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior that savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple. And my cry did enter into his ears. When the earth shook and trembled, the foundations of heaven moved and shook, because he was wroth. There went up smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly, and he was seen upon the wings of wind. He made darkness pavilions round about him, dark waters and thick clouds and skies. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared, and the foundations of the world were discovered, at the rebuking of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. 
He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanliness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not done wickedly, departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also upright before him, and have kept myself from mine iniquities. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanliness, in his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful, and with the upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the froward thou wilt show thyself unsavory. And the afflicted people will thou save, but thy eyes are upon the haughty, that they mayest bring them down. For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness, for by thee I have run through a troop. By my God I have leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried, and he is a buckler to all them that trust in him. For who is God, save the Lord? And who is a rock, save our God? God is my strength and power, and he hath maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet, and setteth me upon my high places. He teaches me the hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by my arms. Thou hast also given me a shield of thy salvation, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies and destroyed them, and turned not again until I had consumed them. I have consumed them and wounded them, and they did not arise, yea, they are fallen under feet. For thou hast girded me with strength to battle. Them that rose up against me hast thou subdued under me. Thou hast also given me the necks of my enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They look there was none to save, even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. Then did I beat them as small as the dust of the earth. I did stamp them as the mire of the street, and did spread them abroad. Thou hast delivered me from the strivings of my people. Thou hast kept me to be head of the heathen, a people which I knew not shall serve me. Strangers shall submit themselves unto me, and as soon as they hear, they shall be obedient unto me. Strangers shall fade away, and they shall be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed me by rock, and exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. It is God that avenges me, and bringeth down the people under me, and bringeth me forth from my enemies." Thou hast also lifted me up on high above them that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation, for he is king. He showeth mercy to his anointed, unto David, and unto his seed forevermore. And that 
is the song of deliverance from King David, 2 Samuel chapter 22. Man, that is one that you could read and study for a long time. And I recommend that you go back through it and just dwell on these things. Dwell on the fact that God is your shield and your buckler and your salvation. The world, yes, is getting extremely dark, but it's been on that trajectory for a long time. And uh, it's certainly ramped up to a level that I have never imagined. But that just means we're all the more closer to the glory, the day of glory. We're all the more closer to seeing him face to face. So let's, let's keep our eyes and our faith and our trust on the God that David is talking about here. He says, the God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield, the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior that saveth me from violence. Now let's read the resurrection story from the Gospel of John, and then we'll be done for today. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, to see it the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciples, whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre. And we know not where they have laid him. Peter there went forth, and the other disciple that came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulchre. I just have to pause. Every time I read that, I just can't help but chuckle. John's the, John's the one writing this gospel, and the other disciple that he's referring to is himself. And I just love how he has to point out in this gospel that he outran Peter. <laughs> it, it just cracks me up. So they ran together. And the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. Verse 5. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon, Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. They went in also that the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went again, went again away unto their home. But Mary stood without the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid them. Laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have been born him, him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabone, which is to say, Master. 
And Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to the brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, and your father, and to my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day, that evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send you. And he said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins, yet, whoever sins, yea, remit, they are remitted unto him, unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the prints of the nails, and put my finger into the prints of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither my hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. And that is the end of our study today. I love the John version. Um... Thomas, you know, he says, who, by the way, who does Thomas think that Jesus is? And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. And then that beautiful line by Jesus, you know, Thomas, you believe because you have seen me. But blessed are they, which would be all of us, right? Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And then John goes on to say, hey, the resurrected Jesus did all kinds of crazy signs, right? That are not even recorded. They're not written in this book. But these few things, he says, but these are written. That you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And that believing you might have life through his name. You know, friends, I talk a lot about works on this show. And it's not because I think works save us, right? Because they absolutely do not. They're filthy rags before the Lord. The reason I talk so much about works is because a lot of Christians have went apostate. 
And so I'm trying to draw people back to right living. And, you know, Jesus says you'll know them by their fruit. The good tree can't bear bad fruit and the bad tree can't bear good fruit. James says, I'll show you my work or show you my faith by my works. I'll show you what I believe by what I do. And that's why I make the statement, works don't save you, but they demonstrate what you truly believe. But salvation, it can't be earned. It can't be bought. It's a free gift from God to those who have believed upon the name of Jesus and have trusted in him and believe and confess with their mouth that he died for our sins that he was buried, and that God rose him from the dead. That's how you get saved. And then you're still not going to be a perfect person. That's why I like, the, that's why I like that saying, I'm not who I used to be. Right? I'm not who I want to be, but I'm not who I used to be. I'm progressing in my faith. I'm being transformed every day. Being renewed every day. I pray you've been blessed this morning. Thanks for listening. Thank you for the privilege that it is to do this podcast. Please consider supporting it. Scriptureandprophecy.com That's all I have for you. Peace and grace be with you all. And until next time, God bless.